0: People assume that a lot of the times people will assume that, you know, any any kind of deviation, any, you know, period of low mood equals depression. But it's not necessarily so.
1: Welcome to the Gary Scott Thomas show. Here's what we know. The podcast with unexpected conversations. Listen each week as we engage in unscripted conversations where we'll be just as surprised as you will be with where the dialogue goes. So join us each week and be privy to the captivating conversations that are sure to ensue. Here's your host, Gary Scott Thomas. As we continue on Mental Health Awareness Month in May, I have a chance to talk to Dr. Yuri Dobry. Dr. Dobry is a board certified child adolescent and adult psychiatrist whose clinical focus is on patients with treatment-resistant depression, bipolar spectrum disorders, and other mood disorders. And he's been known to take a mighty fine hike if the opportunity mm-hmm. allows itself. Dr. Dobry, how are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for you know, having me. How did you get it? I I want to get into everything, but I always love a little bit of the backstory. How did you get into this? What what led you to this to psychiatry?
0: To psychiatry in general. Well, my dad was a psychiatrist, so you know he couldn't practice when we came over to the moved to the United States uh, in ninety two. Actually, it was like more than thirty years ago now. He couldn't practice, but you know he always told me about you know the work and and the field, and you know. That's sort of how I started kind of investigating this. So it's kind of the family business. Correct. In some ways, yeah, you can say that.
1: How how tough is it to be a 14-year-old with a psychiatrist as a father?
0: <laughs> you know, it's not it's for others to tell me how, how, how tough is it to get along with me, I guess, you know?
1: No, no, <laughs> I'm saying you, you were a 14-year-old. So right, what was it right. like when you're dealing with, you know, because I've got a 13-year-old and, uh, you know... I have well, to remind him. He'll be smarter than me one day, but today's not that day.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's all right. It's all right. My dad, my dad kept his work at work, you know, he didn't bring it home as much. Wow. That, that's
1: impressive. Can I go right to the heart of the matter? And sure. let me ask you this because I know you were the Los Gatos Therapy Center and group. And when we talk about depression, right, with if, if you're not in it, you don't really know even how to define it. Can you Correct. tell me the difference between depression and the blue period that I assume we as humans all experience at some point?
0: That's actually an excellent question. You know, people assume that, a lot of the times, people will assume that, you know, any any kind of deviation, any, you know, period of low mood equals depression. But it's not necessarily so, Right. So, you know, it's it's relatively normal for people to have, you know, periods of of kind of, of elevated mood to a certain degree, periods of, of depressed mood, as long as it doesn't cross certain boundaries in terms of the severity, in terms of functional impairment, in terms of, you know, kind of like duration of, of, of these periods, right? So, you know, it's okay to be upset about something, for example, and feel down about a situation, right? But... You know, what defines depression is more than that. What defines depression is a cluster of symptoms, number one. And number two, you know, there's oftentimes there won't be a very clear cause for, for, for the depressed or for, for for the, for the combination of the symptoms, right? People just feel it. It comes over them. So that's sort of what differentiates. Um, I guess, I guess a physiological or normal state of, uh, depressed mood or low mood and actual depressive disorder.
1: Well, you, you mentioned the boundaries and, and for those of us who are constantly, you know, you're watching yourself, you're watching it it, and, and people in your life, but mainly yourself, what, what kind of, what words are we looking at when you're talking boundaries?
0: Well, um, you know, I think one of the most important ones is whether or not your mood is beginning to negatively impact your ability to kind of like maintain your life function in your life so if your mood is gets to a point where you're unable to work you're unable to get up and go to work or or you're unable to kind of like excel at your job as as you know compared to what what was how you were doing before the onset of this symptoms of this mood state that's one of those things. Another thing would be the severity, right? To to what degree are you feeling down? To what degree are you feeling sad or or, or pessimistic, right? I mean, if it com- if you know it comes and 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 goes within like few hours, or even a day and a half, whatever, you know, it doesn't have much of an impact, and you can kind of pin- pinpoint it to a specific event, right? Like let's say death in the family, or not, you know, not even that extreme, but. Something that's upsetting you. You didn't get a promotion at work. You might feel blue, right? You might feel down, but it doesn't mean that you have a depressive disorder.
1: How about something as traumatic as a death in the family? The loss of a spouse. God forbid right. the loss of a child. Correct. Uh, when, when, if, if you, if you have someone that you're dealing with on that, when, mm-hmm. when as your family member or friend, when, when do you sit back and go, well, I think we've, I think we've entered into a dangerous zone,
0: you know? Right. Right. So, 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 you know, there's obviously, you know, there's a period of grief, right? Like, you know, it's normal to, to, to experience sort of a degree of bereavement, right? A degree of, well, just basically grief, right? Over a loss. But then, you know, once it crosses, again, certain boundaries, such as, well, the duration, right? If, if, it keeps going on for, for, for years, et cetera, right? Or or it starts impacting you. You basically are unable to kind of handle anything else in your life just because you're so, uh, you know, kind of dragged down by your emotional state. Then you might want to consider, you know, that, that a person has entered territory of depression.
1: I, I had a friend whose wife, uh, and this is how he described it to me. And again, this is anecdotal. So, uh-huh, so uh, he's like, it's like, Gary, she's lost hope. Yeah. There, there's just no hope that, that she, anything, anything she encounters is, I see the end. I go straight to the extreme. You know, that's where, that's where he's at. And he goes, it's hard. She, she does get excited about any mm-hmm. graduations, Christmas. I mean, because there's, there's no hope and. I remember feeling how, I mean, that, that sucked the air out of me when I
0: heard it. And if, and I'm sure if you would have, you know, gone back and asked your friend about his wife's kind of emotional state, I'm sure he would have also told you that, you know, basically she wasn't really getting any better. She wasn't really, you know, kind of like returning back to her baseline, so to speak. And I think that's another big difference, right? Is whether the th- kind of trajectory of your emotional state, right? So again, it's okay to be down and 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 sort of, in a sense, dissociated from the world for some period of time after you've suffered a very traumatic, you know, significant and traumatic event. But if it goes on for way too long and there's no kind of like change, positive change, then it means something else is happening. Wow,
1: that's. Uh when people come to you when they feel like they have depression when they reach out uh, and and for counseling and and that's the one thing i love when i grew up let's be clear we didn't talk about mental health we didn't uh-huh. talk about it was it was viewed as a weakness now i i talk for a living i i do broadcasting for a living and i can tell you the change in the last 10 years Right, the last ten years, from what I've been doing and the way we address people who are having mental health issues, correct. is literally one hundred percent different.
0: Significant 100%. change, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not even just a little bit. I mean, it's you have you have stars, you have singers, you have people who come out, you have athletes, right, come out and say right. I'm struggling, and and that. I think that's such a wonderful thing that, and, and I would hope that you see more and more people, and we're going to talk about what you guys are doing at the Los Gatos the Therapy Center now, sure. but you, you sit back and, and when people come to you, what's the, what is it you're trying to get them to understand that, that between the differentiates, because I don't know, and again, this may ask asking a question, are the majority truly feeling a depression or a majority just having that, that
0: doubt? It, it was- if a person gets to a point where they're seeing me, most likely, yes, they are experiencing, um, you know, a depressive episode. Um, you know, but, you know, so, kind of in line with what you just said, right? I mean, you're right. You know, more people are aware of this. More people are, you know, kind of like are ready to explore help, right? In case they're feeling um no, a certain level of, I get depression and, 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 yeah, low moods. And, but also like people are more accepting of it. So there's less shame around it, right? So people are, in general, that has led to an atmosphere where people are more willing to seek help and accept help, essentially.
1: Let me, uh, let me ask you the most important thing I may ask you this entire conversation. When it comes to our children, yeah. What should we be looking for? What, what should we be keeping our eye on and, and not, and not reading things in, but truly right. looking, you know, cause you, you got a teenager, think, they're
0: always going to have weird days. I think that, yeah, that's, that's a great question. What, is, what are what should the person be looking out for, right? To kind of make sure that they don't miss something that's, you know, more kind of grave than just, again, like, 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 like a benign episode period of low mood. I think it it has to do with functional impairment, though. So, so, is the person you know no longer uh, you know is the kid no longer as good of a student, right? Are they isolating from friends? Are they not as as close to their family members? Are they spending much more time in their room and uh, and much less time engaging in activities that they used to engage in? I think that's the biggest red flag that you can basically identify.
1: What about Online gaming. Right? Because because mm-hmm. the kids jump into that and and I you know, in my generation we had to go down to the convenience store to play the <laughs> To, to play the, right. the, 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 the pinball machine, right? And it was still, it was still that. Yeah, it was engagement. You'd go down with your buddies and you'd stack your quarters and right. And, and there yeah. was that. And, and even going to the arcade, it was, it's where the kids were. It's where you went to be social. And now I, uh, I played an online game for a number of years and then life happened and then, you know, I got, I got rid of it, but it was never anything that I played right. more than an hour or two, maybe a week. Well, right. I can see. And my son, I don't have any worries about it because we limited his time. But as I've told him before, man, if I let you play six hours video games, you it would be never hours.
0: ending. He yeah. would never stop, right?
1: You would play, and and so I. But he, you know, he doesn't he doesn't not suffer any withdrawals when I say, okay, you got ten minutes left. We never have a problem getting. But that's
0: it. because you limit it, right? You you you're doing the right thing. You're limiting the amount of gaming he's doing. So
1: how about so? How do you deal? Is that a warning sign when they when they just? when they would rather be the person they are in the game than the person they are in life?
0: I think it's more than, you know, it's not about necessarily the gaming itself. It's more about the change in behavior. If they were more likely to be active out with friends, you know, engaging in sports, whatever activities, and then all of a sudden you're seeing that they're more and more, you know, spending more and more time online by themselves, gaming, you know, that change in behavior is what I would say is the most concerning part.
1: Hmm. I want to ask you this question, just because you're a psychiatrist and I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about if you find out your kid is a bully? You know, what mm. kind of, what kind of, what kind of psychological questions should we be asking ourselves when it comes to that?
0: Well, I mean, I guess one of the first questions is should be, who are they modeling after? Hmm. Whose behavior are they basically copying and projecting you know with with their peers and another question you might want to ask is whether or not you know what exactly is driving this? I mean could it be that the person that the kid is just unhappy is not is 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 sort of is experiencing emotional turmoil that that's beyond their ability to cope and 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 so projecting it in a way that's 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 obviously destructive.
1: Do you find that if you can get a child in therapy, that they will, they will open up and address the things that maybe they would not
0: tell parents? Yeah. Yeah. But in general, I would, I mean, certainly that's true. But in general, I think with kids specifically, right? With kids and, and, and psychiatric care, right? Engaging the entire family unit is the key it's, 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 it's making sure that because if parents are not on board or are not fully on board or not really engaged in, in, in in the care that the kid, that the child needs, it's going to be a, you know, inadequate kind of effort in general.
1: You find it. And again, this is just purely subjective and I'm not asking, I'm I'm not even asking your professional opinion. I think I'm asking Uh just Yuri Dobry, his opinion. Um, Uh Do you find more, do you find more problems in families where the the quintessential helicopter parent versus the kind of neglectful parent, and I don't mean neglect, like not feeding them, just not really making yourself a part of their lives?
0: I, th- I think you find, it's not that you find more or less problems. I think you find different kinds of problems. Really? I think, yeah, I think in families where 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 parents are, you know, quote unquote helicopter parents, whatever, who, who, you know, exert this enormous pressure, expectations. You see a lot of anxiety disorders. You see things like eating disorders. You basically see things that, you know, a kid is trying to regain some level of control over their lives. And, and, and because, you know, because they are a child, right? It's, it's, you know, they are unable to really do that in a kind of like constructive way, right? It comes out in, 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 you know, Maladaptive coping. I'm
1: going to take a quick break, and I'm going to come back with Yuri Dobry because I want to ask this question of how do you constructively criticize your child without them hearing just the criticism? I'll be right back with Yuri Dobry. If you're looking for Western wear, you need to find Winchester Western Wear at 1185 South Baskin Avenue in San Jose. You're not going to find the perfect outfit at the mall or the outlets. Come to the place with over 40 years of experience and all the top name brands like Ariat, Justin, Stetson, Tony Lama, and more. When you go to the great country shows at Shoreline, SAP, Club Rodeo, or Clovelashons, you'll be looking your best. From boots to hats to everything in between, with a knowledgeable staff that'll make the entire experience a fun one. Find them online at WinchesterWW.com. That's WinchesterWW.com. Or put this in your maps, 1185 South Bascom Avenue in San Jose. Winchester Westernwear. They'll help you find a look you love. So, Dr. Dobri, I set you up with that question, you know, because <laughs> because I have an 11 and 13-year-old. Again, this is not about yeah. me. I'm just saying this is some of the, the things I know as a parent. You sit back and and I always sit back and say, if they say something, I always try to make sure I preface it with now, don't hear this as criticism because this is not criticism. This is me. If you ask me a question, I'm going to answer you
0: and I don't want you to hear it as criticism. Right. But I think it's also important to provide feedback. It's. I think it's not very constructive to basically be so afraid about child's, you know, like emotional fragility that you don't give any kind of feedback, right? Yeah. It's, it's just, think about it, like, you know, what kind of development, emotional development are you, you know, sort of contributing to, right? I mean, I mean, if you're basically just, you know, affirming everything they do without any feedback. Mm-hmm. It's obviously, it's not going to be very positive. I try to stay in my lane,
1: is what I try to do. Like, I, I played sports, but I was never good at it. <laughs> and, and so,
0: but, but my son, but, but, but was that a negative experience necessarily? No, right?
1: No, I enjoyed it. I had fun. And, and, but my my point is, is my son is past my ability in sports, right? That's so awesome. if he sits back and talks to me about something, I'll sit back and go, Hey, that drill, your coach was working on with you. Maybe do that. I think so. I think that's going to really work that that drill you're, you're, Your coach thing.
0: I see what you're saying. If you can't really contribute like, yeah, I see what you're saying. If he's he's, you know, basically, then yeah. If
1: he goes into my lane, right? So if he talks about public speaking or drama or Uh any any of the stuff that's in my lane, then you'll give him more feedback. Then I feel like I can sit back and go, Now, here's what you're trying to do. And I don't know if this is what you're trying to do, and I don't want to I don't want to impinge on your creative efforts,
0: but if this is what you're trying to do. You know, cause, cause now you're in my lane, but, 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 you know, you have life experience, obviously you can give like advice in general, in general, you can give, you know, useful advice, right. About how to approach things in, in, in general, not necessarily specifically to anything. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. How about so, it when it comes to your elderly parents, what signs should we be looking for? Is this, is it the same signs? When you're when you're dealing with depression, are you worried about just their? I don't even want to use mental acuity. I, I want to use the word just their their status as who they have been as opposed to who they are now.
0: Right, right. So you're asking how do you approach elderly people? Right, Absolutely. elderly, basically family members. Mm-hmm. So elderly people obviously have you know a whole like a totally different set of issues right problems they have a totally different set of priorities right and they are the way their emotional distress or depression anxiety manifest themselves are very different as well you know for elderly people it's much less about you know actual depressive thoughts depressive feelings as it is about things like sleep, appetite, energy level, that's how depression manifests in elderly. And so, so you have to kind of watch out for changes in those, you know, traits, essentially, or those those characteristics. Would it be a lot more sleep or less sleep? It would be a more sleep, oftentimes. More sleep,
1: and is Correct. that the same thing with 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 uh, a children that it would be more sleep or less
0: sleep? With children, sleep is not as big of an issue with, when it comes to depression. And I mean, I mean, it, you know, it can be, but really, it's it's more about you know, you will see much more of behavioral manifestation of emotional problems.
1: Hmm.
0: So kids, kind of like you know, they 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 basically show their emotions to people through behavior. Um, so.
1: Hmm. Well, I I I want to talk about what you guys are doing uh, at Los Gatos right. Therapy Center because you guys are you guys are trying to make it available to everyone. If I am I right? Explain to me. That's,
0: mission that's one of the things we're we're doing. Several things that I I think are pretty innovative, right? So I'm a medical director at Los Gatos Therapy Center, so I am basically aware of everything that's going on. I'm a medical director, and I'm one of the partners there. So, so we are trying to do something different from other, you know, clinics in the area or, or just in general. We're trying to basically build up and offer services along the entire spectrum of mental health treatment. So, you know, in just like in other fields in medicine, right? Psychiatry has different levels of care. You have outpatient level of care. You have. You know, residential level of care. You have intensive outpatient. Le- so, so depending on person's severity of symptoms and degree of their functional impairment, right? They they require different amounts and different types of care. So, for example, if someone is you know suicidal, right, and 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 they're unable to really you know contract for safety, right? They need inpatient unit, right? They need to be, they need to be basically the first thing, the first priority is to make sure they're safe. And so, and so that would be an inpatient level of care. So what we're trying to do, we're trying to do at Las Gadas, we're trying to offer people, the community, every type of kind of like, every level of care, every type of service, you know, within the field of psychiatry. Hasn't
1: that always, hasn't that always been the the weak spot hasn't that always been the the blind spot, if you will, Correct. is that psychiatry was always considered a rich man's luxury. You know that that was an upper class luxury. That if you're if you're working at the Jiffy Lube, right? Yeah, and 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 you're not that right. there's anything wrong with working at the Jiffy Lube. Don't take me wrong. But
0: no, I understand you're what you're just saying. Just
1: making right. enough money to get by, and and you're working eight, nine, ten hours a day. You know, you always would take that. I think again, again. This is me talking as a layman. It seems like that's where self medication would start,
0: right? Right. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I mean, so so psychiatry, um, you know, psychiatry has has in the past, at least, has been considered, you know, a service for sort of, I suppose, wealthier people, whatever you want to call it, right? But now, obviously, what we want to do is we want to offer it to the entire community, right? We are not. You know, we're not really focused on geographic expansion. We want to build our services here in the Bay Area, southern part of the Bay Area. Uh, you know, but, but we want to basically, like I said, we want to build every type of service within our clinic. So basically, we want to convert a clinic into mental health care kind of system. Let me give you an example. So let's say I'm a psychiatrist, right? I'm an outpatient, just practicing psychiatry. The patient comes to me and I realize that they need much more than just, um, you know, help with medications, right? They need therapy. They need uh, potentially like neuropsychiatric testing. They need, you know, maybe they need TMS, which is like a procedure for depression. You know, I would have to find other providers in the area, and, and I would have to basically, you know, make sure that the patient gets, you know, refer that patient out to other provider. Basically, it creates very fragmented care. We're trying to deal with that by offering everything in-house.
1: Hmm. Can I, can I ask you, because I, I know I'm running out of time with you because you're very busy, because... <laughs> You've got things to do. That's right. Thank you. But but I, I just wanted to ask you this one. What do people, what's going to happen when you go see a psychiatrist? When you go there, because most of us have it, right? And, and thank God for that. Most of us, you know, we do But for But who people who are a little nervous about it, what's going to yeah. happen when you go
0: to the office? It, it, it's going to be, you know, there's no basically reason to be nervous about it, right? It's going to be, it's basically going to be like a regular medical appointment. You know, you're going to come in, you're going to, you know, check in, see your doctor, you know, establish a relationship with your pr- provider and 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 who will take over and manage your care. So, you know, there's no, nothing, nothing kind of mysterious going on here. Just, just think of, of, of your psychiatrist, of a psychiatrist as, as another doctor, as another provider. But there'll be more conversation involved. There will be more conversation involved and, and, you know, Potentially, you will be explained and offered services that are again that you might have not even imagined exist, like different psychotherapy services et cetera. Wow. Uh,
1: I know you're busy and I'm not going to I'm not going to take any more of your time and I just want to thank you for being part of our our mental health month in May. Uh, Dr. Yuri Dobry and with the Los Gattis Therapy Center, you can find that online and they're doing great stuff. They're trying to take every insurance out there. They're trying to make themselves That's right, available, we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, available and and trying to help everybody who
0: absolutely needs help. Dr. Dobry, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you.
1: Thanks for joining us this week. If you loved this episode, please subscribe, download a few more episodes, and please leave a review. Reviews really help us get this out to more people like you. Also, we'd love to hear what your favorite part was. Be sure to join us on social media to engage in even more unexpected conversations. Until next time.